Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I'm Anna David, and I interview actors, writers, musicians, and other creatives about addiction, recovery, and sharing their dark to find their light. Well, I think that all my heroes were drug addicts. This podcast features both the interviews and the stories. The interviews often share the dark. The stories often share the light. Oh, yes. I had eight butt cakes while watching 35 forensic files, but I did not drink. Are you a light hustler? Keep listening to find out. And I was like, really? Like, that's you? That's that's it? That's what I am? I'm just bad at being uncomfortable? So simple, and it also makes me feel like it's such a dick. Hey guys, you're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast all about addiction, recovery, and sharing your dark to find your light. Sometimes it's stories from the live storytelling show that we host, we, me and my split personalities host in Los Angeles. Sometimes it's interviews. Today is one of the storytelling episodes. It is a story by one of my favorite people on earth. You will hear her in this episode. You will hear her in many future episodes. Her name is Lauren Wallet, and... What else do I want to tell you? You can still pick up my book. I would love it. It's called How to Get Successful by Fucking Up Your Life. You can go to howtogetsuccessful.com and pick up a copy. And by the way, if you pick it up and if you like it, and even if you don't like it, I'd be so grateful if you wrote a review on Amazon. It means a lot. It means a lot. Anyway, enough about that. Put your hands together whether you are driving. No, not if you're driving. If you are walking or running um, yeah, if you're walking or running, I want you to put your hands together for Lauren Wallet. All right. You guys ready for your next performer? Okay. Well, your next performer is, uh, she's wonderful. She's a South African actress. So she was a child actress uh, when she was nine. Uh, she is an award-winning uh, actress and director. She was interviewed a bunch of times on national television. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up loud for Lauren Wallet, everyone. Lauren Wallet. Hi. So my story starts in South Africa and it's a Wednesday night and I'm at home in my apartment. I'd been in my pajamas all day and I'm just drinking wine, scrolling through Instagram, just feeling really relaxed and just really like comfortable and unwinding when all of a sudden I get a text on my phone and it's my friend Neville and he says that he's out with some friends and they're having drinks and I should totally just join them. And I think, yeah, I should totally just join them. Like, I'm not just going to be wasting away drinking wine alone in my apartment when I could be celebrating life and having tequila with a whole bunch of, like, men that I don't know. So I just got out of my pajamas, put on an outfit, and went over to meet them, thinking all the while how, like, spontaneous I am and fun-loving and free and all that kind of stuff. And the night carries on in that way until I realize we've closed two bars and it's about 2.30 in the morning and I'm at the third bar And I'm talking to this fat Indian guy and I'm speaking about collaborative consumption and the benefits of a shared economy. 
And then later I'm at, it's, I'm talking to someone else and I'm like, it's like cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, but it's solar panels and it's sustainable. And it's like, and as I'm speaking, I'm realizing like my mouth isn't working as well as I think. So like, I, I can't, I can't, I'm, like, I'm trying to say it to him and he's not hearing me and it's really frustrating, but I like, I insist I'm not that drunk. I just, my mouth isn't working properly. And this goes on. And the next thing I wake up and it's the morning and I wake up and I do what I did so often, which is just check to like find out what actually happened the night before. So I start with getting like, how did I get home? And I realize there's no recollection on Uber. So someone dropped me, which is a good thing. So I'm safe. That's all good. I check for photos. I'm like, looks like a good night. Looks good. Nice people. Very friendly. And then I check to see who did I text? Who did I call? What else happened? And I'm going through my texts, and I see a text to this guy, Norman, not his real name, but it's like a very average, boring name, obviously like one of the tech people who was there. And it says something like vaguely sexual, but doesn't sound like I would say it. And I say to this, this unknown guy, I want your chubby, <laughs> which like I'm assuming is his penis, or I'm like, it's the fat Indian guy. I'm like, it's got to be the guy. And maybe I'm like saying like I'm into like fat or like I- I'm not quite sure what it is. But I'm like, maybe I'm into him. Like, who knows? I don't remember. But clearly this text would indicate that like something was happening with one of the guys, which I think is a good thing. So for Neville, I'm like, who's this guy? And he says, oh, he was one of the guys who came from America. And I'm like, America. That's amazing. All the way from America. I'm like, is he, is he, what do you think? And my friend's like, oh my God, go for him. This is a brilliant idea. And I'm like, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. It's amazing. So I text him and say, I've got no recollection of last night, but if you want to redo, like I'd be up for that. And he was like, yeah, let's meet at the bar. So I think, amazing, like this could really be something for me. Like someone who's, you know, in tech and knows how to party and is like me, like a digital nomad and like a global citizen and a traveler. I'm like, and spontaneous. And I'm like, so I arrive at the bar and I see the fat Indian guy and I'm like, oh, it is him. Like, I'm not a racist. That's amazing. And like, I go up to the guy and then I see behind him is this very small pale like strawberry blonde man sitting quietly quietly there so I order a glass of wine and I'm talking about something trying to like be entertaining and I realize about halfway through my glass of wine that Norman is the small pale blonde guy and I'm like amazing it's him that's great and he doesn't say much which I think at the time is perfect because he can just hold space for me and he can just like take my big personality and he's just non-judgmental and it's all going great and when he says I'm leaving on Sunday can I see you before I'm like you can because I'm gonna throw a party at your house on Saturday night like that's what's happening and he said okay so I did and on Saturday I throw a party and I have a recollection of like like doing this like snake dance at some point, like some undulating snake dance. And the next thing I know, I wake up and I'm looking at this guy and he says to me, so when are you coming to America? And I'm like, this is it. This is something. There is something going on here. And I look at him and I'm like, October, that's when I'm coming, which I wasn't. I mean, I had no plans of going to America whatsoever, but I'm like, that's how I live. I just jump on planes. I I travel. I'm very free. And I go on this whole tangent and I'm like, fuck, now I've got to get to America. So 
I say to him, like, it's, I think it's about April at the time. I'm like, I'll see you soon. We should be pen pals. I think that's like mystical and a little bit romantic. It also means we don't actually speak again until I've booked my flight to America. We just like text. And during this process, he sends me another text and says, hey, how about Bali too? I'm like, yeah, how about Bali? How about Bali? I'm into Bali. Let's do that too. So I land up booking San Francisco and then LA and then New York and then Bali. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and so I jump on the plane and I arrive in, in San Francisco and my Airbnb is a total shithole. So I say to him, this is awful. I don't like it here. It's terrible. And he's like, I'll rescue you. Come and stay with me, which was my plan the whole time because where the fuck was I going to stay? So I was like, oh, thank you. And my first red flag is like, why isn't he fetching me? Why isn't this amazing jet-setting American man in tech not fetching me? And he says, like, I don't have a car, so just Uber to me. And then I think, doesn't this guy work for Uber? Like, why, why can't he just Uber me there? Which is weird. But okay, like, I'm an independent woman. So, like, I Uber over to his house. And my second red flag is when I see his house. And I'm like, like, this is a dump. And I open the door and there's, like, three other guys who live there. And it's this frat house in San Francisco. And I'm like, wait how old are you? Like when we actually get into the conversation and he was way younger than I thought. The guy was 31 years old and I'm thinking like mid forties, senior engineer at Uber, like a sustainable partner for me, for my future. And it's like, just not the fuck what I thought at all. Also seeing him in the cold light of day, I'm realizing that like he's way smaller than I thought, like narrow shoulders his hair's more red than blonde. He's got these like bug eyes that stick out. Like he really doesn't talk much at all. He's like very quiet. And when I was looking for like visual references, if any of you know this actor or Google him when you go home, do you know that guy, Mike White? If you've seen him, just Google it. Yeah, it's that guy. So he looks like the ugly version of Mike White. And when you see what I mean, it's like, but I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. I, I can handle this. And like, it's, it's already awkward. And it progressively gets more and more awkward during the week. Like, as much as I'm not liking him, he's somehow having some resistance to me. So the more he pulls back, the more I just radically overcompensate. And I just do what I've been taught in South Africa, which is to go full, like, Stepford housewife. So I'm like... I can do your laundry. And he's like, okay. And I'm like folding his underpants. And he's like, yeah, my house needs some work. I'm like, it totally does. Don't worry. And he goes to work and I've removed around his whole bedroom and moved furniture and packed all his stuff away, all the shit that was everywhere and unpacked all my things into his drawers and put out candles and flowers and massage cream. And I'm like, look. And he's like, what? Like he didn't seem happy. So I was like, and I'll make you a roast chicken. And I decided to try and cook for him. But there's only one, um, there's only one pan to cook the, I mean, like, tray to cook the roast chicken in. And it turns out that it was, like, a decor tray. So, like, I melt it and the smoke alarm goes off and that's a fuck up. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine. I'll clean your bathroom. So I'm, like, trying to clean his bathroom and opening the drawers to clean them. But the drawer in the middle underneath the sink is a, is a stick-on door. It's a fake one. Like, you know, they have the real ones. And it's like, so I rip it off and then I'm breaking things and, like, this shit just got real like really quickly until he says to me, you know, I just, I feel that we're very different people and you are much more creative than me. And I just like, I'm just more of a, I'm more of an adventurous person than you. I'm like, what? what? Like, 
I'm the one who's flown from South Africa all the way to San Francisco because some fucktard was like, do you want to go to Bali after San Francisco? And I was like, that sounds amazing. This guy works in a cubicle and not even a cubicle with like the, the, the sides, like just the little lips. Like I went there and saw his office because he took me to his canteen for our date. Like I went to the canteen, no windows. And I was like, oh my God, like what is this hell? So I was super furious with him saying I was an adventurous, but I didn't say anything. I just tried to have decorum and act like a lady. And instead I went and wrote three really aggressive blogs about him online. The one was called Respect Got Some. And the other one was called The other one was called um, The Way Your Silence Kept Me Quiet. That, that was deep. And then the final one was called Adventurous Men wild woman and that made me feel like that made me feel kind of good so after that happened I had to book into an Airbnb and for the next week of my time now stuck in San Francisco I just decided to treat myself and just just decompress and just enjoy my life just wine and dine and drive around in a beautiful car and the party continued when I got to LA and this just carried on until it got to the 24th of October, the day I was set to fly to New York. And I just had this moment where I was like, maybe it's time you just stop and stay where you are. Don't leave to New York. Don't go to Bali. Just stay and pray. This was also because the night before when I'd been at Mozza on a big, huge celebratory dinner and tried to put my credit card through, it was declined. And I realized for the first time that I was fucking broke and had no money to even get an Uber to go to New York. So this idea of being spiritually awakened and that I was totally broke, I combined into a God shot and I just stayed in LA. And a few months later... I was lying at home in my pajamas, drinking wine, thinking about what I'd do for Christmas, and I thought something along the lines of party for one, slide across the floor in my socks, listening to show tunes, just being a free digital nomad, global citizen, just living the life. And I put on a Netflix show, and I started watching this movie about this guy who grew up in a sex cult, and he was small, and he was pale, and he was blonde, and he wasn't unlike Mark, Mark White, which was it's weird because I didn't think that was my type, but I was like, that guy, that guy gets me. He knows. He knows what it's like to leave where you came from and struggle in the world. I'm like, he could hold space for me. That guy, that guy's what I need. I'm like, if only there was a way somehow to get through the TV and just find that man. And there is. It's called Facebook Messenger. And I found him and I thought, but fuck. You've just found a place and you know what happens when you get so drunk that you text and then you land up just immigrating to another country. You don't want to do that again. So I had this moment where I was like, do you keep drinking or do you text this guy? Is it the wine or is it this man? And so I texted him and my sobriety date is the 24th of December, 2017. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>